ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Booth Podcast, the NHL show weekly. I am one of your hosts, as always, Kalen McFadden Carver with me, as always, talking some hockey on the first snowfall of the year, at least where I am. Alex Hicks. Hicksy, my boy, how are we doing? Hey, doing pretty good, man. It was a wild, wild week of hockey. We're coming, we're coming at you a day late. You know, we had to shift some stuff around. That's how okay. it is. That's how business okay. works. We did it on the fly. We did it exactly. on the fly. We said, how are we going to do this? And you know what we did? We figured it out. That's what we do. That's all we, that's all we do. What wild week of hockey wild. Uh, since we last talked. Um, I think off the bat, we need to talk about the story of the week. It was a year and some in the making. It all started because of a neck injury, and it escalated, and it escalated fast. Jack Eichel, of course, being traded to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Hicks, I'm going to pass this to you. Initial thoughts on the trade. I think after the trade was made official, he announced that he would get surgery. And it's a couple months out. Mm -hmm. So we won't see him in action for a while. But um, (laughs) the second he gets a change of scenery, he's like, well, now I'm going to get that surgery, get fixed up, get back on the ice there. Exactly. All right. So initial thoughts. I'm blown away by this Vegas team. Uh, They, you, if you're drafted by Vegas, you're off the team. You're a trade. Like if you're drafted in the first round, you're a trade. That's all you are. You're not going to, yeah, exactly. Bye-bye. See ya. Right? They, if you look at their team now, you, you, I think there's like three players from the original expansion team. Every other player has been traded or signed. And I mean, hey, you want to play in Vegas. It's it's an attractable city. What? Yeah, you're going to get a lot of people wanting to go there. So initial thoughts, Peyton Krebs, I mean, he's going to be amazing in Buffalo. Alex Tuck, I think he's from New York, so I think he's going to love being playing for Buffalo. I think he even said that he's always wanted to play for Buffalo. Which, which, let's just, hey, you sure? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Really? Hey. hey. Are you saying that? Because Are you saying that because you're there now? Yeah. <laughs> would, would you have said that if you weren't in the NHL? Yeah. <laughs> I have always wanted to play for Buffalo. Oh, yeah. I've, uh, I've always wanted to play Hey, uh, Tuck, how come you're saying it with tears streaming down your cheeks? It's a joy. Tears is just absolute joy. It's it's joy. Oh, okay. It's kind of weird, but all right. Um, I'm doing fine. Um, Hey, but uh, Buffalo. I think there's there's two two conditional picks in there, too. Yeah, there was two picks. I think it's a a first. First and third. And third. Something like that. I don't know. But hey, Buffalo, maybe this is the start to their rebuild. Like maybe maybe this is this is what we've been waiting for, you know. Like, which is so fucking funny to me that the start of their rebuild was trading away this the centerpiece, the pivot, the top line stud center. They said, "Hey, if we really want to rebuild this right, we take the young stud second overall pick center and ship him the fuck out of town." <laughs> That's how we start this. But honestly, man, <clears throat> you can't really like. They got pieces. They got good pieces for him. And it's kind of the McDavid thing, which is ironic because, I mean, they went one and two. But it's where it's like 
as good as they are, as great, as fantastic as they are, they aren't enough to overcome the dysfunction of their franchise. Exactly. So. You know what? Like, and like, like we said, this is 10 years in the making for Buffalo to start a, a rebuild. I can't believe it's yeah. taken this long. I really can't believe that they did start it when they drafted Eichel. They started it six years after think, they drafted. Do you think like, <laughs> do you think like a month ago, like, the executives and the higher ups in Buffalo are just like they woke up one day and they're like, everyone's saying we're in a rebuild, <laughs> are we? <laughs> and then like the players like, wait, did you think we're contending? And they're like, well, yeah, that's what that's why we got Eric Stahl. So that's, <laughs> that, why we, that's why we got Taylor Hall. Like that's why we kept bringing in this Pete and this said, Are you what? <laughs> Everyone said that we were going to be good in the next couple of years. So I just thought I just, like, I just checked on Twitter today and everyone's saying that our rebuild's taking a while. And I just kind of was like, guys, are we in a rebuild? I, I didn't, didn't even know. know. Like, yeah, we got a couple high picks. We had a couple off years. Like, it's not our fault. Like, it's fine. We are one of the worst. We had one of the worst stretches in NHL history of any one franchise. But I thought, okay, it's whatever. Everyone goes. We're missing slumps. our captain. We're missing our captain. It's right? our captain. When Eichel gets back, it's fine. We've had a couple one goal games, right? A couple different bounces. It would have gone our way. Like, but <clears throat> I think the interesting part, and it's the part that you texted me right after the Eichel trade, was as I think as Especially because what went on last year in the playoffs with a certain Tampa Bay Lightning team, (laughs) the salary cap issue that Vegas now faces is tricky. Um, Hicks, you know more about this because you text me right away with the numbers. What are they looking like? So, uh, you know, I went on cap friendly. Shout out to them. Great website. Did my armchair GM and I and I tried my hardest to fixate a roster for Vegas to be able to not trade anybody. You can't. It's impossible. Like I'm not even gonna say that they can't even try. Like if they're paying, I think it's seven forwards over five million dollars now. Seven forwards. You cannot pay seven forwards in the NHL over five million dollars and have three defensemen being paid over five million dollars. So if you take a look at it, they're gonna be over the salary cap. I think. If you work it out the way that they're probably going to work it out and try and like fluctuate the cap, get some cap space, like use the LTIR and shit like that, get some, they're going to be about $10 million over once Eichel is in the lineup. So that means two pretty big pieces have to go. You're paying Evgeny Dadunov $5 million. I mean, yep. and he's going to be on your third line now. You can't pay a third line or five. Bill. You can't do that. No, I think he's, I think he might be one of the first gone. But yeah, like, I think right as of right now, they're compliant because, yeah, Eichel's, like we said, in, you know, IR, um, Patrick and Stone and Patrick Yeah. So those three guys. So, hey, Vegas, right now they're good. <laughs> Give it. Couple weeks, a month, two. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna do? It's gonna be if very you, interesting. If you're Vegas, you have to think. Do you just do you trade Eichel? <laughs> hey, we got this superstar hey, now. Shit. <laughs> we could bring in a couple of Stanley Cup pieces to help it just get us. They trade for you know fourth or something like fuck. This is, I mean, yeah. So they're gonna have to they're gonna have to make some tough changes. Which on paper right now, yeah, their roster is fantastic. Their team looks primed for you know a dynasty. Yeah. But it, it, hey, you can't do it with <laughs> salary cap. So 
Unless, unless this is what I'm thinking. Like I said, they're about $10 million over. Unless they keep Eichel out till playoffs. Are they going to pull a Tampa? Hey, I'm not saying it, but maybe the NHL should implement some rules about being over the salary cap of playoffs. I don't know why that's not a rule. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me, but... I think it's one of those things where it's like, they never thought about it until Tampa's like, oh, we're just going to exploit the piss out of this. (laughs) And then everyone's pissed off about it. It's like, well, it's in the rules. They didn't break any rules. Everyone's just upset that they read the rule book. (laughs) And it's the the Bill Belichick effect, man. Everyone's pissed off. It's like, well, technically, he's within the rules, so... You know, it's just that competitive edge. Uh, if if they come out with that lineup in playoffs, man, oh, just just give them the cop that you can't you can't think it's night. I how long is Eichel supposed to be out right now for? I think it's like five months or something. Like that. Something like that. So that would put us into November, December, January, February. You keep him out for that extra month. Keep him like, hey, you know what, Eichel? Just he's not quite ready yet. He's not quite ready. We're just gonna you know, work on it. <laughs> Dude, they could, especially like look look how well it worked for Tampa, man. And I think right now, who do you think right now? Who do you think has the best roster in hockey? Playing or, or injured or non-injured? Right, just 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 on Vegas, Vegas, hundred percent. There's no better team in Vegas right now. You you have three of the best players at HL on your LTIR. Yeah, like and you're and you're still dominating the league with the team that you have right now. Yep. So maybe you're right, man. Maybe you're onto something. They keep them off for a little bit, and then you know a little extra time. Bring him I back. I, I can't see that though. Like I just I, don't. They want him to be playing because he will haven't. He hasn't. He'll be a year since he played then, right? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I think he's – I think it's – I mean, he was drafted number two for a reason. The guy's just an ungodly talent. Like, yeah. I don't think all of a sudden – could you imagine he puts on his skates for the first time in a year and a half, and he's like, bro, I fucking straight up can't – I can't remember what to do. <laughs> I uh, Sorry, coach. Uh, I don't know how to skate. <laughs> I haven't skated in a year and a half, so <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work. When you say it like that, you know, yeah, you're kind of wanting to uh, maybe check and, and just say, hey, we'll, we'll get you. You maybe don't want to throw him into the playoffs. As He's, never action. Playoffs. <laughs> He's never played in the playoffs. He's never played in the playoffs. His first action in a year and a half <laughs> is in the NHL playoffs that he has never been a part of. <laughs> He's never, ever, ever been a part of it. It's going to be so, like, weird for him, but, like, you think about if they play like a team like I know they're in a really bad division, but like think yeah. about if they play a team like I don't know San Jose, where they're just wanting to kill you. They just want to hit you as hard as they possibly can, and he's just coming fresh off of injury, hasn't played year and a half, and he just gets bullied by the San Jose Sharks. I'm just saying. He's like, dude, straight up, I miss Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, straight up, straight I was up let's go back to golfing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I think biggest news so far this week was was the Eichel trade. <clears throat> Hicks, we talked about it. Something we have to address, and it, it, it gives it's given me. I, I got a little bit of pause because we've been here before, but last week we were burying a certain Alberta team. They look really fucking good. Oh god, man! They, I know they took a loss in Detroit, like you said before this, but that. McDavid, it, 
it's that old cliche of just like, I don't even know how McDavid's already a cliche, but it's just, there's almost no way to stop him in the regular season. Like no team has figured out how to stop him in the regular season. And, and I think it'll go on forever. Like he will continuously put up 120 to 150 points a year continuously. He, you know, first of all, just, you know, coming from the booth for me and Hicks on our, you know, it's with heavy hearts that, you know, our, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to those four New York Ranger defenders. Um, tough, you know, sorry. You know, I was, but, but what do you do? Hey, I, I looked at that play. I watched and you know me, I was watching it. I was like, oh, yeah. I got to figure out something like, what did he do? And you know what? I'm not taking any credit away from McDavid. What he did is ungodly. He turned on the jets, he busted through those two wingers and then he busted through the two D men. What a terrible defensive play by New York, though. Oh, my goodness. Like, I couldn't even believe it, man. When So when he turned it up, those wingers went to the sides. Like, they, you're supposed to. You're t- supposed to take away the boards and whatnot. And then he busted through. The one defenseman went to take the, the trailer. So he went behind McDavid, and you left a McDavid on a one-on-one with a defenseman. You never. What's, what's, wrong, what's wrong with that? Nothing bad will ever happen. You would never ever do that. You should never ever leave a one-on-one. Like you could see him. He he curls in behind McDavid almost to take away the, the back pass because he thinks he's gonna drop it. And then he, McDavid's like, okay, I'm on a one-on-one with a defenseman. I'm I'm gonna turn him inside out and do what I want with him. Like that's in, that's his in, thing. In case you in case you have not seen the play, first of all, go look it up. But it, spoiler, he, he did not drop the pass behind him. He uh <laughs> he pressed on and uh <laughs> Jesus Christ, it might be the goal of the year. Um, it, is, it better be the goal of the year. Are you kidding me? He literally went through four Ranger players. He's right now, I think for the next 10 years, he is the odds on betting favorite and almost runaway favorite for the um for the Art Ross every mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he he just Who's the, and the only guy he's competing with is fucking one line below. <laughs> but you know, so so we just have to say that they do look great this last week, especially since the last time we talked. They've hey, they looked fantastic. But that's the thing, man, with Edmonton, they always do. Not always, I shouldn't say that. But it's been the trend. Yeah, they look great in the regular season. McDavid, Dryside will do what McDavid and Dryside will do. But come playoffs, teams isolate their best player. And they have nothing else that you can beat you with. Exactly. And I mean, yeah, they, they picked up some four, like they traded bear for Warren Fogle. Like, yeah, you bring in a third liner like that and he has scored double digits, but it, it just almost feels like, ah, it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right this year for Edmonton yet. And I, like I said this before, until they get a goalie though, until they get a goalie, they can make it out of the first, second, third round, whatever, until they get a goalie that can play four rounds of hockey. That's the thing. That's and that's that's always going to be my knock on Edmonton, and until they prove me wrong, and, and they might, the day might come. But playoffs is a different beast. They're the definition of a President's Trophy team. You know, oh. they, hey, they are so so good. They have the best player in hockey. One of the maybe one of honestly the twenty best players ever. Hundred percent legit right now. So far, oh easy, easy. I I would put them already top up ten. There. Yes. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, you just, you got to do something else. I'm going to throw out this crazy prediction right now. I'm just going to throw it out. Do it. 
Edmonton's going to go after either Mark andre Fleury this year or John Gibson. Easy. I could see it. I could see Final. it. I mean, so the Blackhawks aren't exactly lighting it up. They've been, they've turned it on a little bit. Seth Jones got his first as a Blackhawk the other day, but yeah, probably wouldn't be too hard to get. They wouldn't have to give up a whole lot. Well, for Gibby, you'd have to give up a little bit more for Gibby. But yep. I mean, he's literally the only reason why Anaheim Ducks are a hockey team right now. Like that guy is lights out. Oh, he's. Can you imagine a real team in front of him? Oh, and he's been fighting for it. Like you know, you know, like he comes out every game. He's like, just be the best you can. Just be the best you can. Just be the best you can. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna fucking let you down nonstop. Yeah, you're going Stop. to face, you're gonna face forty five <laughs> shots. Stop pretending like you're not gonna get fifty <laughs> shots a game. <laughs> they're all. You're gonna you're gonna walk out and they're all gonna you know they're all gonna hit your hit your pads with their stick. They don't care about you because they're bad at hockey. They will let you down nonstop. You just have to play your hockey, Gibby. Okay, just play, you got just this. Play how you know how to play hockey. <laughs> we're gonna let in a couple goals. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But at the end of the night, we're gonna have fifty shots against us. And and if we only let in three, hey, that's a pretty fucking good that's night. A, okay, that's a good night. That's a good night for us. And then maybe <sighs> in ten games, and when I start ten consecutive games. Maybe they'll throw in Anthony Stolars, but until then, just play like how you know how to play. <laughs> he is currently fourth in shots against I think, or something like that. He's up there. Um, I think he's always been up there. <laughs> he's probably fourth in shots against played three games. Like it's yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Um, I guess in other news here, Hicks. Uh, we and we were kind of talking about this a little bit before the show, but um, Alexander Barkov, congratulations! He is now the all-time franchise leader for goals scored for the Florida Panthers franchise. Yes, sir. With 189. Woo! <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, great, great for you, but how that. Florida has been around since before Colorado. And I can't believe it's only 189. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm just going to put it out there. I can't believe that if you scored 50 goals for three and a half seasons, you could have beat the record. (laughs) And the thing is, is like nothing. This isn't taking away anything from Barkov. Oh, no, no way. It's taking something away from Florida. Florida. (laughs) No one wants to play there. Um, At one point you put up plywood. We can't ever, we can't forget this. There's, there's three things that you'll hear on the booth podcast. Every episode Oilers in the playoffs, the Florida Panthers, uh, Plywood and this third one's pretty hard because you hear a lot of things. You do hear a lot of things, but avalanche injuries. I'm going to put it out there. I'm just going to put it out there. Avalanche. What injuries. are you talking about? <laughs> Who got injured? Hicks, you were getting pretty fired up before this. So I'm going to let you have the floor here. News broke today. McKinnon is out for, I think, three weeks, uh, roughly, uh, with a lower body injury. Hicks, your team is the embodiment of health. What's going on? What's going on, man? Like, I can't believe this. Again, again, this happens. Like, oh, so after the Columbus debacle for two games, we let 
a third period lead go to the wayside for two ga- straight games. I'm not even going to get into that because I'm not ready for it. But man, yeah, I get it. we got the injury bug. And like I said, I'm not going to make excuses for it. This is fucking starting to become bullshit now. Like, I feel like I can make an excuse right now because we had our whole team out. We finally get some pieces back. We don't have them all back. And then the day after Columbus, no, two days after Columbus, because they had a break. Everyone's like, oh yeah, everyone's going to be at practice. The Val, Nichushkin, Makar, everyone's going to be back. And I was like, nice. And then one of the insiders on the NHL and for the Colorado Avalanche comes out and says, McKinnon not at practice, apparently out with a lower body injury, unhockey related. And I was like, okay, okay, well, hey, you know what? Maybe maintenance day. Maintenance day. That's it. Just uh, j- <clears throat> just hey, tune up the body. Yep. Then next day, oh, Gerard leaves the ice early from practice. Oh, and McKinnon's still not at practice. After practice. Bednard. Yeah, McKinnon's going to be out for three weeks. Three weeks. We. I don't even want to talk about it anymore, actually. It's just making me so mad. Like, I don't get how a, such a young team can be so overcome with injuries. Like, you're so young. You're all in your 20s, except for Eric Johnson, I think, and Darcy Kemper. And you guys cannot stay off. Can't stay healthy. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's tough. It's... <sighs> There's been a lot of injuries this year, not just in the NHL. You, you know, you got to think it's, you know, because the last two years have been so weird with preparation and COVID and everything like that. And, you know, out of rhythm, out of schedule. You, does that play a part of it? Or is it just, it could just be bad luck. You know, injuries fucking happen. As shitty as it is, they're a part of sports. They're a part of the game. It sucks. But um, yeah, Colorado's they are getting hit hard. Uh, but hey, I still believe in your boys. I don't know why. You know, like <clears throat> what they always say. There's always controversy before the win. There's always controversy before the championship. I don't know if many people say that. Shut up. I think that's actually the opposite. <laughs> isn't, it usually, isn't it like, you know. Is the word just is that the sign of a downfall? (laughs) (laughs) So your thing though is that it wasn't even like the peak was crazy high. It was just like you had a lot of potential, and then it's already it, it it appears as if it's already on the downturn. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to count out the Colorado Avalanche. You do have one of the best defensemen, one of the best forwards, one of the best rosters in the league. So I can't quite say it. Hey, but <clears throat> go through the injuries at the start of the year because maybe at the end of the year we'll be all healthy. Yeah, true. They don't linger. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Especially lower body injuries. It's not like yeah. leg injuries are really that important. <laughs> No, no, it's fine. I think you can play with a broken ankle, but that's. Can you imagine if it was just torn ACL? He's like, yeah, three weeks. <laughs> three weeks, you'll be back. Three yeah, weeks. I don't think that works back. that way, but. Nate McKinnon's kid is like, coach, I might need some more time off. And they're like, we can't afford that. Weeks. <laughs> you get three weeks at 10. All right. Take it or leave it. Take it because you can leave it. You can leave it. You can yeah, play you can... tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You play tonight. Coach, we don't play tonight. Oh, well, you can. If you yeah, fucking you want to. You're going to play three some- weeks or you get nothing. Yeah. 
or your skating lines tonight. Up to up, you. <laughs> up to you. You will skate those fucking lines until the lights go off. And then till morning. So <laughs> until morning. Coach, I can't move my fucking knee. That's also, just doing a uh, a deep dive here during the podcast because that's one of the best research comes. The aside from Vegas and I guess Seattle now, the Florida Panthers are the only franchise in the NHL without a two hundred goal scorer. Which I mean is going to change this year. Like even like Columbus and Minnesota, Nashville, Nashville, no fucking way. Nashville Predators, David Legwand, remember him, 210 goals. Minnesota Wild, Marion Gabrick, 219 goals. Rick Nash, 289. The Jets, Ilya Kovalchuk. Thrashers. The Jets, yeah. The Jets. Ron Francis, Hurricanes, 382. Daniel Sedin. Shane Doan. Wow. Yep. Good job, Florida. Hey, you know what? You got a good team this year, though, right? And you got lots of fans in there, so you'll be going off on a <laughs> on a great streak. That Hopefully, is... it gets broken this year. Like, I hope that Barkov is stays healthy and is able to get eleven goals in <laughs> the next upcoming sixty I mean, games. Or anything. You never know. But uh, something else. I, I can't remember if we talked about it last week or not. Um, I guess tied for four. He might be tied for fourth. He might have passed it. I can't quite remember. Alexander Ovechkin continues to climb the all-time goal ranks. Uh, at this point, I think everyone is rooting to see it broken. They, uh, I, I haven't talked to someone that's like, no, nah, I want Waynes to stand. Uh, <sighs> hey, we both picked him last year to win the Rocket Richard Trophy. And to say he didn't was an understatement. Um, this year, it looks like that is, and I think we all know that's what he's playing for. He, it looks like prime Ovi again. 11 for 12. <clears throat> Sounds like, like a field, like field goal percentage in football, 11 for 12. Yep. But it's how many goals he scored in 12 games. It's unreal. Uh, Everyone was there. A lot of people saying, oh, "I slowing down. He's getting older and stuff like that." You know, it's, it was. I don't know if he heard it. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure he heard some of it. And he looks <laughs> very scary on that yeah. ice. Uh, who doesn't want to see this record broken? Realistically, yeah, it, records are meant to be broken. I mean, for sure, there's some records in the NHL that will never even come close to being broken ever in the history of ever, but records are meant to be broken. Right. So. And you know, the thing is, is like they, the caps too, like, I, I, I believe that he is the, I mean, he said it, you know, the reason he's still playing is because he wants that record. And and I think any competitor is like, you know, you have to play, (laughs) you have that competitive, like I'm so close, but the caps look good. Oh, they look good. Could you imagine me like, oh, hey, man, I didn't think you are coming back this year. He's like, I don't give a fuck about this Stanley Cup. I don't give a fuck about this team. Give me the goddamn fuck. I want to beat this fucking record. Dude, put me on put me on any line, any team. I don't I don't give a fuck about the Caps. I don't give a fuck about the fans. My teammates can go fuck themselves. Where am I getting the most goals? Put me there. 
I think he's honestly probably still celebrating the Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's already got his name on there. He doesn't care how many more times he gets it on there. He just wants that other trophy. He's like, I just want he's, every trophy. He want to get every trophy. <laughs> he's one of the 10 best players to ever live, ever breathe. He's so fucking good. The uh, Maybe the best natural goal scorer we've ever, ever seen. He just finds the back of the fucking net. And, you know, man, he... <sighs> I grew, you know, I've been Crosby fan, a Penguins fan, so it's always been that OV Crosby rivalry. Alexander Ovechkin, his name is just synonymous with the game of hockey, and oh. as it should be. Ovi, Ovi, the Great Eight, like he's yeah. just, dude. There's something about just Alexander Ovechkin that is hockey, and I'm, I couldn't be rooting for this fucking guy more. Yeah, like uh, he, he's a. It just seems like it, it, you're scared. If your team plays him, you're just scared when he gets the puck because, man, he can laser that puck. And, and the best part is watching him on the power play. I, I, I absolutely love watching the Capitals power play because I think he's on both units and he just sits at the top of the circle on the left side and he just waits. He just yep. waits. He doesn't do anything else. Like He doesn't pass to anybody else. He just waits for the one-timer. That's it. That's it. And that is the ultimate goal scorer right there. That's the ultimate veteran right there. He's like, hey, I've been through the muck and I have earned my spot to just sit here and wait for my goals. So guess what? Uh, that's and what hey, I'm going to do. Yeah, exactly. And guess what? He fucking can do it. And he scores from there all the time. Yep. Um, I guess just we, I know last week we kind of talked about the records um, or like the actual rec, like team records. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> Since we've talked about those, Arizona getting in the W column. There That's we go. There, hey, now we go. That's what Arizona's saying. He said they say, "Hey, cup, baby. It's all about the cup." Yeah. Hey, we um, we, we know what, what it feels like now. Now now we hey. can't get out of our we can't get the blood out of our mouths. We got yeah. we got to get it. We I just I just want to keep winning. They won't, but they, you know, hey, <laughs> they give you good the job. They want, but <laughs> yeah. they uh, it's it's like I mean we reference it, we talk about it all the time, but it's like when the Jaguars tweeted, "Never satisfied." Did you ever hear about this, Hicks? Mm-hmm. When they tweeted, "Fucking never satisfied" for going one and zero week one last year, didn't win a game until I think week five or six this year. Oh, uh, bad. Tweet. Are you satisfied yet? <laughs> yeah, he fucking satisfied. Um, but also the Panthers lost. They had their first regulation loss a couple days ago. Um, and then their second regulation loss yesterday, getting their ass kicked by the devil's jersey. Are the Panthers dead? I just think they're tired of winning. Wouldn't you be tired of winning all the time? I mean <sighs> fuck maybe, man. Uh, hey, you know what? You're going to lose games, right? But yep. it almost feels like you shouldn't lose 7-3 to New Jersey. I'm just saying. I'm not throwing shade. I'm not throwing you know, shade. Hey, hey, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Florida. You're going to lose, all right? But maybe don't lose like that to them. You know, you're going to lose. But maybe lose, you know, a tough OT thriller against Vegas. Yeah. Lose that. Don't lose 7-3 to New Jersey. Adult. Don't, don't lose seven three to New Jersey. Just don't you those should. those New York teams like except for the Islanders are having a tough tough years ahead of them. Yeah, and you're just you're just giving them hope. 
by losing seven three to them. You know, honestly, Florida, fuck you. Yeah, go fuck yourself. You're giving a poor New Jersey team hope. They went home that night and thought, "Oh my god, are we? Oh my god, are, are, guys, are we Just play like that every game? Are we good?" And then you know, the next game, they're gonna get shut out five nothing. Okay. And, and you're going to be you sitting there getting the last laugh. You're going to be having the last yes. laugh. <laughs> yeah. And you're the team that gave them hope. You can't do that to them, okay? They didn't deserve it. <sighs> anyways, I was going to share this stat with you about Arizona. Yes. It's not my stat. I didn't come up with this. Well, this is just my dude, research. no one fucking comes up with stats. You know what comes yeah, up with stats? Find the it. stats. I didn't find the stat. <laughs> oh, Someone okay. found it. I was like, Hicks, you can't make a stat. They exist. So Arizona actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I'll make you no. All right. You okay? So this you found the stat, but I'm on Twitter. I can't remember. I'm not. I can't. I'm not going to be able to give a creds to anybody. I don't know. So whoever fuck found them. it, yeah. Good job. Fuck you. Anyways. Good job. It's Hicks's stat now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's mine. Anyways, so in 2017, 2018, the Arizona Coyotes went 0-10-1, picked up Scott Wedgwood from New Jersey off waivers. He won them the first game. They went 1-10-1. In 2021-2022 season, they started the season 0-10-1, picked up Scott Wedgwood from the New Jersey waivers, and he won them their first game, and now they're 1-10-1. Oh, my God. Oh, that's pretty wild though, eh? Like that is that's that's crazy that like that happens, you know, like in the exact order. Yes, like that. I don't know how I'm trying to say this. This is gonna sound so fucking stupid. It's crazy that like like it's almost like the same timeline just ran twice. Like that's exactly yeah. We live in a fucking simulation. <laughs> yeah. Uh that's what that's what the post said. It says we live in a fucking simulation. <laughs> like that is and like that, he picked picked off waivers from the exact same team. And wins the, the same exact record, same yeah. like the same game. Yeah, they won. That's wild. Uh, in case we are going by that simulation, the 2017-2018 Arizona Coyotes went 29-41 and 12. So let's hope Wedgwood <laughs> brings a little more to the Ooh. table. <laughs> let's go, Wedgie. <laughs> that's that's tough, man. Hey, you know what? Not as tough as Colorado in 2016, 2017. So what happened then? We had the worst record in salary cap era. So I'm really, really hoping it gets broken this year. <laughs> I'm really, 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 really hoping. I feel like I feel like you're always one tragedy to Colorado's like like a Nathan McKinnon injury like you're one event away from just having that stat in your back pocket <laughs> hey do you guys fucking know that in 2016-17 the Colorado Avalanche had the worst record in salary cap era <laughs> tears falling down his eyes <laughs> yeah so anyways <laughs> so why'd, you, why'd you just say that I start conversations yeah. <laughs> just on the street hey yeah can I get a uh can I get well, a, wait a second? I'll get a number three combo here. I'll get you'll get fries. I'll get nice tea with that. Checks his phone. Oh, Kale McCarr sideline for two weeks. Hey, uh, did you know that the 2016 <laughs> had the worst record salad cap era? The fucking guy's like, what the hell's wrong with this fucking kid? Do you, you want to how what size of coke do you want? 
I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> give me any fucking size. I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Dude, we, next I'll... year we may play off. So there you go. Did you? Did you? We lost the second round like we have every other fucking year. So this is a true story. One time I phoned Hicks. It was directly after the playoff series against the Minnesota Wild in what was that? 2012, 13? Can't remember. No, it was 2013, 2014. <clears throat> oh my God. Someone remembered, but <laughs> gave him a call immediately after Nino Niederreiter went bar down and it wasn't bar down it was middle bar down don't say it like he went bar down say it like he Borlamov was in the wrong position to make a fucking save hey, and hey, it hit hey, the middle bar of the hey, net hey did it matter yeah it does matter okay because <laughs> our goalie fucked us he rifled your fucking dreams and now where is he playing on the best team in the NHL with the Carolina Hurricanes Dude, it, it sucks when the villain wins in the end, doesn't it? <laughs> this is this is why you listen, though, because yes, it's a hockey podcast. Yes, we're talking about the NHL, but we're having a fucking good time doing it. Uh, but I called Hicks that night, and you know, God bless him. God bless his mother. You know, she picked up because Hicks wasn't available to answer, <laughs> and I could just hear the destruction in his house in the background. Yeah, let's uh, just say that. Couple headaches that night. I uh, did sleep very well. Woke up with pretty big bangs under my eyes. Uh, I was in grade nine. I think we were in grade nine. Grade nine, yeah, because Avalanche never made playoffs while I was in high school. So, actually, we had the worst salary, ca- worst record in Stanley <laughs> Cup era my last year, my grade twelve year. <laughs> I hope for your sake that record gets broken, but selfishly, I hope it never ever gets broken because that is the best. That's dude, it's like it's like watching a gunslinger. It's just like 2016-7. Also, if you because it's a podcast, you can't fucking see that, but it it's it's like Hicks has it his hand over the tr- over the trigger over the holster ready to pull that thing at any second in any conversation if i get That's in incredible. any argument where i'm losing i'm just gonna throw that out there <laughs> with, if i'm arguing with my girlfriend just be like in 2016 <laughs> alex you didn't pick up your fucking shit from the other night and it's fucking just sitting there staring hey did you know that in 2016 17 Oh. Yes, Alex, I've heard it 47 times the last two weeks. <laughs> Alex, we're scared. The title of this podcast is just going to be the record that the Avs had that year. I think it was 22. I know they had 22 wins. Oh. They, they had like 13 overtime losses. What does that leave you? 82. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that 47? 22, 47, 13? Yep. It, yeah, I think it was around there. Are you looking it up? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Potentially. Colorado. Dude, it could be worse. In 1975, the Washington Capitals won eight games. Oh, it was actually worse than I thought it was. We didn't have that many overtime losses. We actually had nine less overtime losses. So it was 22, 56, and four. (laughs) 
Yeah, so we had 60 losses. Dude, the one thing no one can fucking take away from you is your fandom to the Colorado Avalanche. You're still life. a fan. <laughs> Do you know how hard it was, though? Your great 12 year, like, it's supposed to be the oh, best year of her oh, life. And hockey team. I remember. <laughs> Granted, it was because I was on the other side of it and I could just bug you incessantly about it. But yeah, that's <clears throat> that's tough, man. Yeah. I've been through the dark years. Right? I've been through them. I know what they're like. I haven't really and, been and, to the good with, years yet, but hopefully <laughs> they're right it, around the corner. Isn't there supposed to be like a, you know, supposed to go down and then it's supposed to, like, when's the like upswing? A, yeah, like, you know, an economic recession and then it, and then you have a expansion. We, we're, we're stuck in like the middle of that expansion. Yeah. It, 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 it's like the graph, it's like the graphing paper ran out because it just, <laughs> it just goes down, but there's no upturn. It just stops. Um <laughs> Got, it's, you know, you gotta hope that. You know, hey, you know what? We're not Buffalo. That's true. And, so, and, you know, we did have the worst record in 2016, 2017. So, but at least we have made the playoffs in the last 12 years. Ever. Um, I mean, two teams that wish they were Buffalo right now, Montreal and Ottawa. So, what the fuck's going on there? I yeah, mean, I don't. Ottawa, it's Ottawa. But hey, you know what? Ottawa, yeah, they're gonna be good. They're going to be good. They got all the pieces there. They just named Brady Kachuk captain. So, hey, congratulations. Hey, man. Brady Kachuk, congratulations. Yep. Um, but, you know, I, I can see Ottawa being good in the next two years. Just because that that goalie, what's his name? Um, Gustafson? Yep. Uh, I could see him being a regular starter coming up here. Uh, you got Matt Murray there. He's got a little bit, bit of experience. You know, he can teach that young guy how to be a goalie, not like him, but how to be a goalie like other goalies. So, so, <laughs> so you know, you. <laughs> hey, Matt Murray, you'll always have a special place in my heart, but yeah. Uh... <laughs> so looking more and more like Pittsburgh made the right decision. Because <laughs> he lost both of them. <laughs> lost both. So I mean, uh, and then you got Thomas Shabbat there. Like he's gonna he's gonna control that decor, you're gonna fill guys around him. And then you got Brady Kachuk. You got all these pieces, like they have a good young crew there. I, I can't they, see them not being good in the next couple of years. It's tough to literally be like, hey, they need time, but like they they need time. Yeah. Um, Tim Stutzel, you know, like they got yeah, exactly. they have the pieces there. And I honestly think, and and there's an Ottawa Senators fan in my life and our life that mm-hmm. you know it hey, for his sake, I hope because you know, I personally, and I think you'll share this sentiment, it's hockey's better, especially for us when the Canadian teams are good. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> But I actually think that's just like that's. I think that's actually when hockey's at its best. He's yep. when Canadian teams are competitive, um, and right now, you know, like we said, Edmonton's fantastic. Uh, Calgary is looking yeah. great. Um, Vancouver, they're looking okay, but they have pieces like you said, like you know, like kind of like the Ottawa Senators. They they have pieces there. Pedersen, yeah, uh, Brock Besser. Winnipeg, Winnipeg looks rough and tough. Winnipeg is always like a physical. If you meet Winnipeg in the playoffs, ask Edmonton. They are a tough out. They are yep. physical. They, you know, right now it's just kind of Montreal. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, and, and, uh, and hey, Carey yeah. Price, Carey hey, Price, hey, welcome hey. back, welcome back, man. You know the sport. 
one of the best goalies to ever play. Exactly. And got to take care of your mentals. Good for him. Proud of him. And, you know, just and, great, great to see him back. And like Jake Allen said, I, I watched his press conference tonight and he's just like, it's just, it makes a world of a difference when you hear his voice in the locker room. Right. And that, and that's, Dude, I can't even imagine. Oh. Like, I, but yeah, you think about it, like Carey Price is the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, he is. Like he wears that logo with him wherever he goes. MVP. Like he is, he is the Habs. Yeah. Carey Price is, is, Carey Price is as like tied to a franchise as I think any player in history. Yeah, it's, it's Gretzky's tied to Edmonton, basically. Yep. Like, it, even if Price goes other places, he will forever be Montreal. And, you know, now that he's back in the lineup, I think Montreal can start to get some things going here. Yeah, um, we. I hope so. I really do. Because Montreal, like, like we said in the last episode, it, it, you, you can't do what you did last year and then and, and show what you've been doing this year, right? You, you just can't. It's it's like you can't lose seven to three to the Devils. Exactly. Exactly. You can't you can't go to the Cup final, and then this. Exactly. So or not the Cup final, the Eastern final. Sorry. They went to the Cup final. Did they? Against Tampa. Come on, Matt. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you know what it straight up was, man? What? In two thousand fourteen, when they went to the fucking Easter Conference no, final. No, that was that was embarrassing, dude. When I said that, I was like, "Wait, there's no way two Eastern teams can't meet." I completely forgot what the fuck last year was. This yeah. is an NHL pod. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, you lost some players. Every team in the NHL has lost players. Like every team, the salary cap stayed the same. Every team lost key players. Like look at every team in the NHL. You can't look at Arizona. They didn't even make the playoffs and their team got gutted. <laughs> they lost everybody except for Phil Kessel. <laughs> like it's crazy. It's crazy. Dude, <laughs> fucking poor Arizona, man. They're gonna move cities. Like they're gonna they have no one, and then they somehow got worse. It's just you fucking hate to see it. <laughs> but we we find the shittiest teams and then we just love to just talk about <laughs> I think it makes me feel better about Pittsburgh's mediocrity this season and Colorado's Same. injuries Honestly, I love talking about Arizona like dude me too because honestly the thing is we can talk about Arizona as much as we want and how fucking bad they are as a franchise and a team and not one person will stick up for them the GM's listening to this. He's like, "No, oh, yeah, I agree with you guys." Oh, he's like, "Well, bro, hundred percent." He's like, "You <laughs> that, guys went that, too easy on them." Yeah, yeah. But it, it just baffles my mind that Montreal's doing this bad and stuff like that. But then also baffles my mind. Going to switch the table here is how Arizona got rid of both their goalies in the same offseason. <laughs> they they traded Aiden Hill to San Jose, and I was like, "Shit, that means Kemper stand." And then yeah. the next day they traded Kemper to Colorado, and it's like, "Well, who the fuck?" <laughs> Imagine an NFL team being like <clears throat> having a quarterback competition. Everyone's like, shit, you know, who's it going to be? Which guys are going to be? And they're like, all right, they traded the backup and everyone, or they traded, you know, guy number two and everyone's like, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. It's guys. Number one's guy number <laughs> one's job. And they go, no, he's out too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the third string one actually. He's yeah. <laughs> Didn't know we fucking had him. <laughs> How long has he been here? Like, yeah. He showed some great promise in minicamp. Yeah. Hey, I want you to know we're giving you the keys to the franchise. Go. The fuck are you talking about? You had Peyton Manning and fucking Tom Brady fight for the number one spot. Yeah, they're both gone. Both gone. Here's kid. Get in there. 
Oh, Andy Dalton. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Davey will appreciate that one. Um, Hicks, this was a, uh, this episode, hey, this episode was fucking, and you know what? This episode was the best episode we've ever recorded. Yep. I think every episode we recorded. Every the best episode, episode is the best episode we ever so, recorded. All of them so far have been the best one. And you know what the be- you know what the even better one is? The next this one. one. Oh, oh, and oh, this oh. one. And oh. The next one. And the next one. The next like one. That. Um, Hicks, before we go, anything else you uh you want to talk about? Anything else comes to mind? I think I got all all off my chest. I really do. I honestly and believe I did. Yep. Just um, remember, <clears> just remember one thing for everybody out there listening. Colorado had the worst record in 2016 17 and ran out together. Don't you fucking forget it. <laughs> Don't fucking forget. Uh, yeah, yeah, this episode was off the fucking rails <laughs> from the get go, but fuck it. That's how we operate here. That's why you listen, or that's why you don't listen. It doesn't fucking matter. We appreciate it when you do listen, though. As always, go follow us on Instagram, Twitter at the booth EC on both. Go buy merch unless you're a fucking piece of shit. In that case, don't. Um, or do I mean yeah or do if you aren't a piece of shit buy it if you are a piece of shit I guess buy it still um, you can go find all our socials all that good stuff we got episodes coming out fucking three days a week we'll be back next week hopefully on regular schedule little we had to, hey like we said at the beginning we had to move stuff around but that's what we do we, we exactly shit comes at us and we deal with it we exactly. fucking deal with it and that's all we got this week, but pumped for another week of hockey, and we'll be back next week to talk about it. Until next time, adios. And like I say always, ladies and gentlemen, it's been great. We love you. And to everybody in the field, hey, tomorrow's Remembrance Day. Yep. So hey. we love you, everybody, and we love everybody out in the field. So, hey. Yep. Hey, we appreciate <laughs> We appreciate fucking everything. We're, you know, we sit around and bullshit about hockey and sports for the fuck of it. And there are people laying down their lives for our country. Wouldn't, I wouldn't live anywhere else in the world. A hundred thousand percent through and through Canadian. Proud to say that. And God bless every one of you that's, uh, that's, uh, you know, fighting for our country, our freedoms and has in the past. We love you. Hearts are with you always. Yeah, appreciate you're the reason why we are able to do this and we love you every fucking day for it so thank you so much absolutely all right ladies and gentlemen peace out don't forget 22 56 and 4 yep yep peace out